Are the A's planning to trade everybody away? Are Billy Bean and Bob Melvin heading for other pastors? Not greener pastures, but other pastors. They had their season post-mortem on Monday. I'm going to break through some of their quotes from those news conferences, see if I can make heads or tails out of what's actually going on. So let's get into it, you guys. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 361 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, uh, the A's uh, brain trust held their season post-mortem with reporters. There's some quotes. Not a lot was said, but we're going to get into what was said and then see if we can pick apart what, what they were, what words they were using, and if uh, if there's something there that we can, you know, go forward with as it pertains to this offseason. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before I get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Also, subscribe to the podcast uh, on our YouTube channel. That's brand new. It's flying super high 107 subscribers thank you to everybody who's already subscribed if you haven't already there's a link in the show notes make sure to subscribe over there if you're watching on youtube make sure to uh hit the likes and uh comment on anything if you if you have a difference of opinion comment i will interact with you we will have a conversation it'll be a lot of fun uh, also make sure to follow us on social media at lockdown a's on twitter and instagram i'm at by jason b on twitter and the spotify green room app if you guys have any questions for us please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com all right but let's get into it on monday the a's brain trust held their season post-mortem with bay area reporters and a lot was said while not saying much They didn't come out and say what their actual plans were. So today, I'm going to try and read between the lines a little bit, uh, given Billy Bean's answers concerning the A's core, his potential departure to New York. Uh, There's also some stuff coming up with uh, David Forrest uh, had some comments as well. Bob Melvin, there's a lot to get into. There's three specific quotes that I want to talk about. I'll break them down in between each and every segment here. So that's what we're going with. Uh, The first quote comes from Steve Berman of The Athletic. This is... These are from his article. So Steve Berman of The Athletic. Uh, check out The Athletic. They do good work. Uh, in particular, Steve Berman. I like him. And Melissa Locker. The, the A's beat reporters. Pretty solid. I, I like those people. Uh, he asked Billy Bean if the team's core would be kept together. And Billy Bean responded with, quote, It's a logical question. I can't answer it right now. I think the idea is, obviously, we have some significant players that are important to this club right now going forward that still have service time with us but it really depends on the level of our payroll to be totally frank with you. Uh, and that, and that is, uh, where we are as a club too. So it sometimes moves aren't made just because of payroll they're made because listen, we, we need to maybe make some changes for the long term. 
he continues. But those discussions, we, have, uh, we haven't even talked about a lot of that to this point. We will. It's certainly part of the next couple of weeks. Bob and I and General Manager, uh, General Manager David Forst uh, will have a debrief with Assistant GM Dan Feinstein as well. And then we'll converse with ownership as to where we think our payroll might be. And some of that will come out of those discussions. But to say that we've answered the, the, the question that basically Steve Rubin is asking, we don't know the answer to that right now, to be frank. End quote. So did he answer the question directly? No, not at all. And I'm sure that's frustrating to some A's fans and some of the A's beat reporters after a long season. And now they're like, oh, just answer the question, Billy. Uh, so he didn't answer it. Should we be mad about it? I mean, what did you really want him to say in the season post-mortem? This team just fell uh, short of the playoffs for the first time with this core in four years. And what did you really want him to say there? These are open for business. Uh, I, come, come and get our best players. That's not a good negotiation tactic. So even if that is what's going on, not a good negotiation tactic. Uh, I've been watching a lot of 30 Rock, and that is not what Jack Donaghy would have done. Uh, he is a an excellent negotiator. And I, I think that Billy Bean's pretty good at getting equal value, if not winning trades more often than not. Sometimes they lose trades. But for the most part, it's it's a fairly even swap. Um, I, I think that he did, in fact, answer the question honestly, though. He said, we, we don't really have an answer for you. And I think that that is honest. And he said that it depends on the A's approved payroll for next season. If John Fisher says that he wants to spend $120 million to put a winner on the field for 2022, then the A's are keeping everyone and attacking free agency. Uh, do, do they know what the payroll is yet? No. If Fisher decides to slash payroll again, which is much more likely, and wants them to stay under like $60 million, then everyone's gone. So they don't have an answer. It all comes down to John Fisher. They haven't had that conversation. Maybe they know kind of where he's leaning, but they don't have an answer. So what's he going to say? It's right. Can we kind of, based off of years of A's fandom, kind of get an idea of where we think they're going to be going? Yes. Does that mean that it's set in stone? No, not at all. The answer probably lies in the middle somewhere between that 120 and $60 million. Probably a payroll between 85 and $95 million. That's where the A's have been. And if they're planning on being moderately competitive, that's probably where they're going to be. Um, and they'll likely have to run some numbers and see what they can do within those confines from ownership. So I truly don't think that Billy and company know the answer to the question yet. Maybe I'm naive, but I really don't think that they know for certain which players they're trading. So was it a, was it a good question that needed to be asked? Yes. Was I expecting a direct answer and then I could plan the rest of my winter months? Not at all. Uh, there's also the CBA to contend with. I mentioned on yesterday's podcast that a salary floor could be on the table for CBA negotiations. It seems like owners really, really want to get uh, tanking teams out of there and make them spend more money. So uh, it, it was proposed by the owners. So the salary floor proposed by the owners. So maybe that it has a good chance of going into effect this year. And if it does, then that could change everything about what John Fisher was planning to spend on the 2022 season and possibly beyond and could lead to the A's keeping guys like Olsen, Chapman, Bassett, Manaya, and Montas because he has to, to meet the salary floor, or he's just going to be taxed up to that amount anyway. So why not spend it on the players? It seems silly to me. Uh, there are a lot of factors in play here and I'm not mad at Billy Bean for not explaining their entire offseason plan on day one, because there is a chance those plans could change. There are a lot of 
of balls in the air yet to be decided on where they're going to fall. So, uh, yeah, I mean, sure, you can be mad about it, but we'll see what happens. I think that a lot of it comes down to the CBA. If they make, if they trade like Olsen before the CBA, maybe it's they're trying to get ahead of the curve. Or maybe they just know that they're not going to be able to have enough money to sign Matt Olsen because he was an MVP guy. But uh, I, I guess we'll wait and see. I'm still expecting him to be traded, but we'll wait and see. Uh, David Force also mentioned in the Athletics article that their aggressive trade deadline didn't affect any of their conversations for the offseason or where they think the team is headed. So I know that we look at them going all in, getting Sterling Marte, getting Jan Gomes, getting Josh Harrison, getting Andrew Chafin, who I'll talk about in the third segment, uh, getting those guys. Did they push their chips in? Did they do a lot of stuff? And he basically said, yeah, we, we moved Luzardo, but that was only so we could get Starling Marte. And you guys saw how good he was. We kind of had to. The other guys, we didn't move any core pieces. It, 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 he didn't mention like Nick Allen or, you know, some of the core, uh, Tyler Soderstrom. He didn't mention those guys, but he basically said we kept the guys that we, we were planning on building around. So, uh, it wasn't really an all-in move. But coming up, we're going to be talking about the rumors of Billy Bean leaving for New York. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I will be right back. This episode is being brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 or 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? That doesn't sound like a good idea to me. I'm trying to save money and Rock Auto does that for me. They're a family business. They're serving do-it-yourselvers online for over 20 years and their prices are always reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. Thank you so much for making this your first listen of the day. Again, we are free and easy on all platforms that you like to listen to. Uh, follow us on YouTube. The YouTube channel is blowing up. It's completely blowing up. Uh, follow us wherever you like to hear podcasts too. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. All of the podcast platforms, we're there. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and the Spotify Green Room Rep. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So now on to the rumors that have been swirling in the national media to the New York media. Uh, I guess those are the same thing. But uh, they're basically in the national media or the New York media that Bean and the Mets are linked. After the Mets season... I don't think that there is any doubt that the Mets would like someone of Billy Bean's stature at the helm of their front office. So it makes a lot of sense. It's a fit on paper. As I said a couple of weeks ago in my uh, my episode talking about the rumors and all that stuff, it kind of depends on what Billy Bean wants to do too. And I don't think that that should be discounted. But let's get into what was actually said on Monday here. When asked about the rumors, Bean said, quote, I've been around long enough that I'll take it as a compliment. 
that this has been, with a lot of staff, an annual thing. This is the time of year I don't even respond to newspaper articles, but I appreciate you asking. Actually, I don't follow the news religiously. I follow a lot of soccer news, but I haven't followed that news. I'm kidding! I don't know how I said it, but I, but I assume it was, I'm kidding! Because uh, I think that that's funny. <laughs> Uh, anyways, continuing, uh, th there's no need to respond to those reports. I'd be here all day, I think. So that's an end quote from him. Steve Berman followed up asking if the Mets had contacted him. And he said, quote, I wouldn't know, honestly. This has happened uh, through my career, through David's career, through Bob's career. That's David Forrest and Bob Melvin. Uh, I think it's a credit to the organization. It's a reflection of our success. So again, it's all speculation. So for me, even to go on further, really, normally the process is uh, where they call the owner, which is how it goes, and it's happened in the past. So basically, you're waiting for them to call John Fisher. But again, for me to be worried about this is to just lend it credibility. It's all just press reports, end quote. Um, so before I get into all this stuff, John Heyman is also reporting that uh, the Mets, John Heyman, the excellent reporter, uh, John Heyman is reporting that the Mets will be in, begin reaching out to the people that they're interested in, like Theo Epstein, Billy Bean, and David Stearns when their seasons are over, or in Theo's case, uh, pretty soon, and also in Billy Bean's case, you would imagine, because his season is also over since that tweet came out. So with all of that said, what do you make of Billy Bean's comments? Let me know in the comments below on YouTube, because... Uh, he didn't say yes, he didn't say no, he just kind of like gave a non-answer, and I get it. But for me, and I've said this for a couple of weeks now, I just don't think that Billy wants to do another baseball project. He doesn't want to start a new baseball project. I think if he's going to win a World Series, if he wants to go win a World Series, and that is the thing that is most important to him, he wants to do it with the A's, because if he, he's been there for three decades, four decades. He's been here forever. He wants it to mean something. He doesn't want to just go chase the money and be like, oh, look, I brought the Mets championship. Woo. Is is Theo, uh, Theo Epstein broke two curses. I think that that's pretty fulfilling. Um, but the Mets aren't cursed. Don't tell that to their fans. They're not cursed. Um, so I think that if he does leave, it's going to be to try a different venture, not another baseball thing. So that's what I think. Uh, you heard him mention soccer in a previous quote. He loves soccer. He has other interests besides running a baseball team. Wild, right? Uh, who would have thought? So bringing a World Series title to Queens, I'm not sure where that ranks in his in his interests. Uh, maybe it's really high, but I think that we're all just assuming, hey, big market, this guy hasn't won yet with his small market team. He definitely wants to go to New York. Ah, and it's the national media and the New York media just trying to make a story out of nothing. And again, he didn't answer the question, but the media, specifically the New York media, loves to create a story and run with it. And we've been hearing about this for two weeks, and he hasn't even been contacted yet. Maybe he's lying about not being contacted, but he hasn't been contacted yet. It's just a matter of, eh, well, he said, she said, blah, blah, blah. It's stupid. So remember, that just case in point, for the New York media, just making stories. Remember, back in February, when Matt Chapman was getting traded to the Mets? That didn't happen either. I'm waiting for there to be smoke before I'm calling this a fire. That's all that I'm doing. I don't think that maybe, maybe he does it, but I think that they would definitely want Theo Epstein more. Uh, one, he's available, and two, he has a better track record than Billy Bean, and, you know, he's Theo Epstein. 
Um, and then, you know, David Stearns would probably be pretty good too, but the Brewers doing just fine. Maybe he wants more money. Maybe he's a different kind of guy. He definitely has not been at his job as long as Billy Bean. Uh, Theo Epstein likes to bring championships and then leave. So um, how long-term are they thinking here? They're probably not very long. So it kind of depends on what Billy Bean's assessment of the Mets would be. And if he thinks that he can get it done in five years, maybe, maybe he gives it a shot. But I really don't think that it's going to happen. So that's just me. But uh, moving on, coming up on the show, I'm going to do some back of the napkin math concerning the A's two relievers with options. So stay locked in. We're locked on A's and I will be right back. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKED ON. That is a new promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From football to basketball to boxing to playoff baseball, wild card time. It is exciting, and uh, you always like it when the teams that you don't like lose, so bet against the teams that you don't like, and hopefully you win a little money when they lose, too. Uh, they got everything that you need over at Bet Online, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and that's why they say that Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe on our YouTube channel, uh, wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media, Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to lockedonathletics@gmail.com. There's an ad in there too. You guys know how emails work by now. So the last thing that I want to mention from this article from Steve Berman concerns the two options the A's have to make a decision on, and that is Jake Diekman's $4 million team option and Andrew Chafin's $5.25 million mutual option. Both guys, lefty relievers. You, you kind of know which one you like more, but, uh, you know, We'll see what happens, I guess. I mentioned, uh, I think it was on Friday's episode last week, maybe if they decline both options, we might have an idea of where the A's are going with their offseason plan. If they bring back both guys, then I don't know what to make of the offseason. So pay attention to whether or not these options get picked up because it could be very interesting. But on the topic, GM David Force said to Steve Berman in The Athletic, quote, we obviously spend the season doing projections and looking at what guys might make. So it's no different from any other offseason. As Billy said, the uncertainty of us needing to talk internally about the team, it, about where the team is headed, where payroll may be, that is part of the equation. But having good players who are in the arbitration process is part of what got us here. So it's all part of the equation. Again, not answering a whole bunch right there, but he gives you some words that I think that I'm going to focus on a little bit. And the words that I want to focus on are the projections part of that quote, because that could be the biggest determining factor for the A's front office on whether or not to, uh, you know, pick up the option on their end, especially with Andrew Chafin, uh, who was 
pretty solid. It's a mutual option, so even if they want him back, he could still say no, and then they would mutually part ways, is how that works. So if the A's internal projections say that either Diekman or Chafin will decline or may not be worth to them, whatever the option is worth, then they would likely decline the option on their end, especially if they think that they can sign someone with better projections outside of the organization for less money. According to my back of the napkin math, Andrew Chafin was worth 1.4 uh, Fangraphs war, so F war, uh, in 2021, and uh, 0.5 of that came when he was with the A's in the final two months after the trade deadline, and he had a 153 ERA with Oakland. So he was a really, really good pitcher for the Oakland A's. You would think that they would want him back, right? Uh, if one win above replacement is worth $8 million on the free agent market, which is what it was valued at the last time that I looked, uh, it might be more by now, but $8 million, that was the standard, standard practice. One war, $8 million. That's generally how that would work. So if that is what it was worth on the free agent market, then Chafin's option seems like a no-brainer if they think that he's going to be worth similar value next season. Again, projections play a role in this. Diekman, on the other hand, could be an interesting decision, and it could come down to those projections, honestly. In 2021, he had a 386 ERA and a 446 FIP. That's fielding independent pitching. That's more of what the ERA says for how he pitched at strikeouts, walks, uh, what what the what the pitcher can control. So he got helped a little bit by the defense behind him in 2021, and that is why his FIP was higher than his ERA. And his war for the season was negative 0.1, so slightly below league average. And if the A's front office projects him to have a similar campaign in 2022, then his option would likely be declined. You, you don't want to pay somebody for negative wins above replacement. That would be silly, even if it is only $4 million. Then again, he almost had an identical walk rate in 2020. His strikeout rate is still good. It dropped by half, like a half. It, it was at 13. It went down to like 12 and a half. It was still pretty good. And that's strikeouts per nine innings. Um, and his home run per fly ball rate was nearly a career high. It was just this this far away from being a career high. So if they determine that those home run numbers were a little bit fluky and they can live with everything else that he did, which he had success doing in 2020, uh, then they could determine that he's also worth keeping around. It's all about projections. And it's going to be interesting because he was really, really good. Shortened season in 2020, but he was really, really good in that year too. And he's had other good years as well over the course of a full season. So I'm fairly positive that the A's front office has much better projection systems than what I just laid out. But for us laymen here, this should give us a pretty good guess at what some of the determining factors should be based uh, because based solely on his uh, war in 2021, that's a no-go. They're, they're not bringing him back. But that home run rate, probably played a big role in all of his other stats. So do they think that he can improve his home run rate? Do they do they see a tweak that they could do? And they're like, hey, if we can improve this with Jake Diekman, $4 million is a steal. We should bring him back. These are, it, it's not just he had a 386 ERA and a 441 FIP. It's not just simple like that. It's all about projections. And, uh, you know, Cole Irvin hadn't really pitched in the big leagues before the A's got him. He was in the rotation all season long, gave him 170 innings. He was better than league average. He was pretty good for the A's. So it's all about making those little adjustments. And if the A's think that they can make an adjustment with Jake Diekman, hey, we'll see what happens. So 
What did we learn from the A's brain trust on that in, in that Monday postmortem? Not a ton. Not, not a ton directly, but I think that they left enough breadcrumbs to start connecting some dots, too. Um, so let me know what you guys think in the comments. Let, let me know what you guys think on social media at Locked on A's or at by Jason B. Either one. Uh, coming up this week, I'm going to be talking about some of the potential pro uh, proposals in the CBA and some wild card baseball. The Yankees already lost. And once the A's were out, I'm like, hey, if it's Yankees, Red Sox, that makes me happy because one team will lose immediately and then one team can go get swept by the Rays. So, uh, hey, so far, one for one on that one. <laughs> Hopefully the Rays, uh, you know, do, the, do their sweeping as well. Because the Rays, again, that's my, that's my World Series pick as of right now. But thank you guys once more for making Locked On A's your first lesson. For your second lesson, tune in to Locked On MLB, hosted by Sully for a unique look at the majors both present and past. Locked On MLB is free and available on all platforms. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to Sully's podcast, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk to you guys a little bit later this week. I'm going to be talking about the CBA, some wildcard baseball, maybe I'll I'll have some guests. I don't know. I got to reach out. See, see who wants to do some recording. So it'll be a lot of fun. But that's it for me today. Today. So until tomorrow, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow. tomorrow.